Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. Pastor Chris here with you. And uh, thanks for joining me on this Friday at the end of another uh, fun, exciting, long week. It has been a blessed week to be with you each and every evening here on the Front Porch. And, you know, as we enter into this weekend, I hope and pray that as you have gone over this week and your journey with Christ, you've had moments of uh, joy, moments of celebration, even in the moments when it seems very difficult to do so. So it's good to have you here. It's muggy, muggy tonight on the front porch. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I'm just sitting here and just like, it's just like I can just feel the weight of the humidity on me. I think I saw earlier it was like 85, 90%. And I'm like, man, you could cut it with a knife. But uh, had some heavy rain here in our area. Had a, a, almost three quarters of an inch. So, and it came down, I think, all at once, too. I don't know about you, but, uh, but boy, it just dumped this afternoon. And, uh, had a very hectic, busy day at one of my uh, congregations that I am so blessed to walk alongside. They had their uh, luncheon for our community garage sale, and they opened it up to the public and invite folks in. And uh, very busy, very busy, and just a blessing, though, to be able to uh, return to things like that. You know, we, we've been a uh, year, year plus and uh, not been able to have kind of gatherings like that where folks can come in and we can share hope and joy uh, through food. And so they were able to do that today as they were shopping uh, around town at the various garage sales. And so uh, maybe in your community, if you uh, if you have one uh, community garage sale, you can open up your church and invite folks in and share a meal with. Because, you know, sometimes it's good to just be seen and be connected to each other, uh, even if it's folks we know. And uh, so it was good to see a lot of neighbors, friends stopping by. Well, I hope uh, you've had a, just a just a great day. And, and, you know, as I was, as we close this week out, we've talked a, a lot about, you know, different things that Satan attacks and comes after. Uh, some of it is, uh, you know, our integrity. Some of it is, is, is the truth of Jesus in our lives. And, and all of it at the end of the day, Satan desires to do one thing, and that's to, that's to diminish our freedom in Christ. Satan, you know, knows that if, if we have the hope and the joy and the peace and the love of Jesus, and we are freed from slavery. We are freed from the slavery of sin. The early uh, Christians, as we'll hear from a passage that Paul writes in Galatians, but, but throughout his writing, throughout the Gospels, uh, we hear of the slavery of what the Israelites were going through with regards to Rome, and even Roman citizens for that matter. They were slaves. They, they had no choice. They had no opportunity to do anything. And when we think about freedom today, you know, some of it is is found in the, the freedom to make choices. Uh, what are you going to eat for supper? What are you going to wear out in public? You, you have the freedom of going where you desire, uh, where you are being led to. Right? You have the freedom to uh, interact with certain folks around you. Uh, all of these things give us the freedom. and and But it's the freedom found in Christ that, that we have to really, I think, understand more intimately, more passionately, uh, because it is, it is the, within that freedom in Christ that we are, uh, that we are attacked by Satan. Be because, because Satan knows that uh, when we are free in Christ, that we are uh, growing in our not just relationship with God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but we are growing as God intended us to grow. And, and I'm referring to spiritual growth, maybe physical, but more spiritual. And, and so we have to, 
as the body of Christ, we have to, as, as just individuals walking in this world, be well aware of that. Uh, well aware of that. Because there's a slavery that is always out there. There's a slavery always out there. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5, verse uh, 1, and I, I want to share this, this verse with you because it's a because it's a real powerful uh, a real powerful message and um, and I think you know when you begin to hear this when you begin to I suppose understand what Paul is pointing to I think it it begins to set us even more free than we already are um, more free than than the struggles that sin gives to us. And uh, so, so let me pull this up here and, and share this verse with you. And, and I want to encourage you to, uh, to just think about what are you, what are you being slave to today? Where, where is your, uh, I guess, slavery that uh, the good Lord uh, is trying to set you free from, right? What does Satan have? He says in verse one, he says, for freedom in Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Uh, right? Do not submit. When Christ died on that cross, he set us free from sin. And, and God is saying, don't, don't do it again. And Paul reminds us of this. Right? Paul reminds us of this. Um, God wants you to not be uh, trapped in this sense of what Satan is trying to get you to understand what Satan wants you to hear. He says, you know, Paul even will go into the nature of freedom as he goes on in this in this chapter. He'll say, you know, I testify to every man and woman who lets themselves be circumcised. That is, first of all, the circumcision he's talking about physical, but more the spiritual circumcision, which is adhering to the law that is laid out before us but that he or she is obligated to, to obey the entire law. So, so don't allow yourself to be tied to that because the, the life in Christ is what defeats Satan. It's what defeats evil. Uh, think of it, I guess, I guess if I really ponder and think about it for just a minute, I, I think it's, it's the fact that we get this grace that is so beautiful and so so amazing that that as we as we go on in life we man we're just blessed because of God's amazing grace for us uh, because it's not about doing but it's about knowing and it's about believing in Jesus and and knowing what Jesus has done for you and for me I mean, we're going to sin. You and I are going to sin often in this life. And, and we're going to work at, at I hope, um, because of the, the fact that Christ defeated death and rose again, that, that our eternal life, which is given, and so that in that we will, we will live to not be afraid. We will live to uh, not fear not just death, but, but sin itself, so that as sin approaches, as the temptation of sin, we'll stay away from that. And we'll live our lives knowing we're not the perfect, righteous follower of Christ. But boy, we're working on being better at it. We're working at growing at it each and every day. Um, and so this, this circumcision that, that Paul speaks of in Galatians 
it comes back to that very first verse. For freedom in Christ has set us free. So stand firm. Stand strong in that freedom. Um, it's not about things on a paper that tells what we're supposed to do. But it's about the fact that we know Jesus is in our heart. He, he shed his blood for us. He died on a cross. He was put in a tomb and he defeated that tomb. And so that as Satan attacks our our integrity or attacks our honesty in Christ, as Satan just attacks us in general, we can know that we will overcome because of what Christ has done for us. Hmm. And so we don't we don't find ourselves lost anymore. Uh, we don't find ourselves uh, wandering aimlessly about. Uh, I think this is what Paul talks about. Now my question then is how will you use this freedom? So if you know you are freed from sin by the death and blood of Jesus Christ, how will we use that freedom? Well, Paul, I think, points to two very important things about it. It's living according to the design that God has has created you to be and to do and to live and to, to understand. We are free to live outside the confines of what the world tells us. What we're to do as God calls us, not as the world, uh, what I like to think is, embarrasses us to do, tricks us, manipulates us into doing. We become more like Christ. Mm. And we begin to understand, begin to understand that, that we are able to love because Christ is over love. And so when we have Christ in our heart, we're able to love in spite of everything else that's going on. See, this is the, the, the faith and the freedom that we gain. Okay, you may you may be projecting evil, but I don't have to live into that because I can love beyond that. I can love above that because Christ is above that. This Sunday when I deliver my message on, on Colossians, the second half of chapter one, we'll hear, we'll hear about this supremacy of Christ over, over everything. And then in this case, what Paul alludes to is, is this importance of the fact that in freedom in Christ... You don't have to. There's no reason to, he says. There's no reason to give in to sin because of what Jesus has done for us. Hmm. And, it's, and it's this gift that we have received. It is this gift that we have been given. And so it's the ability to live as you are designed. Hmm. And that and that design is love. That design is the hope and the joy of love. Above everything else, above all things, that's where it centers. And so hopefully this weekend, as Father's Day approaches, you'll be able to join with us and hear this message of, of, of the... What I like to think of is how Jesus kind of oversees and overrides everything. And... and and because it's important, it's so important to know, you know, that, that there's not things in the world that'll make me happy, that'll make me fulfilled, that'll give me joy and peace and calm my life down. It's all about Jesus and only Jesus. 
Dana, Al, good to have you, friends. And uh, Ann and Dave, good to see you as well. And uh, Joyce and Alan, uh, thanks for joining us, as well as many, many others that the names go on. But, but it's good to see all of you tonight. It's good to have you with us. It's good to be here with Christ, isn't it? Knowing of the love that he gives to us, knowing of the joy that he pours into us, and that because of that joy we have been set free of the pain and of the struggles. We've been set free of the stress of everyday life. Because, you know, the constraints that sin and Satan especially puts upon us, and I tell you what, it, it, is, it is rough, isn't it? It is so rough, but, but we don't have to give in. We get to rise above it all, don't we? You got, you got to stand firm, as Paul says in Galatians. Stand firm in your faith. Because you have been set free. And see, the early Christians, that's all they wanted was, was freedom from, from, from Roman control. And Paul said, I can't set you free from that. But what I can set you free from is the fear of being in, in controlled by the Roman government. So I can set you free from that and stand firm in that. Hmm. It's this faith, as he says in verse 6, this faith working through love. Jackie, good to see you, sister. Pray you're doing well. Looks like your uh, grandson must stop by, I think, the other day. He posted a picture of that. It was really neat to see. Uh, see him stopping by and saying hi to his grandma. So, my friends, this is the question as we close our time this week. We battle sin and hatred, anger and evil every day of our lives. We wake up in the morning and we tell ourselves, this is going to be a, a new day. This is going to be a great day. And then, and then something happens and it doesn't go according to plan. So we become frustrated, disillusioned. We're angry, bitter. We ask, why, why can't I have, or why, why, why can't I receive? And day after day, we face these struggles. But yet, as Paul reminds us, it was a gift from God that overrode everything, and that is Jesus Christ. And if Jesus is in your life, as he should be, and as he can be, and as I hope he is, when you rise up in the morning and you face those moments of when evil tempts you to turn from God, and give in to your anger, frustration, do things that you normally never would, yet because of Satan you do, Remember that and stand firm in the freedom found in Christ. Stand firm in that freedom that he gives to you. And if you do, and if you're able, then, then all that, that Satan throws at you will be wiped away. And you, and your neighbors, and your community, and the state you live in, and the nation we call home, will rise above it, will become better and greater than ever before. We don't need someone in a house that's painted white. You need a cross. 
many people to see that that is not death but joy. That's what we need. That's what we so desperately need. My hope is that for you and for me, we get to see that day in and day out, and it starts with us. But we have to stand up against evil. So tonight, friends, as we end our week in a, in a time of prayer, each of you that join in week after week, time after time, I pray for you all. And, and tonight, especially as, as we pray together, just continue to uh, pray for my dear brother, Tim, and his journey and that what he is going through. And after his uh, dogs are saying hi, after, after the moment of, uh, he had radiation today, told his wife, he said, I, I feel good, I feel good. I don't have any, any pain right now. And, and it was in that that she said she felt hope once again. You could see it in her eyes. But it just reminds me we have to, we have to continue to be in prayer. To continue to pray for the hope found in Christ. And so I'll invite you friends to join with me, not just to pray for Tim, but for anyone going through struggles. That they all have hope of no more pain one day. The Lord be with you. Loving Father, I give thanks to you tonight. I give thanks, Lord, that in the midst of noise and, and chaos that we are blessed. We are blessed by your spirit. We are blessed with the joy that comes through you. Lord, tonight as we give thanks for the strength that you give to us, as we give thanks to the, to the peace that is found in you, we know that above all else, that you are healing each and every one of us. Healing us not just from sin and from strife, but from physical ailments too. And that in that spirit, in that moment, we feel love and grace above anything else. And then know that Jesus rises above it all. Smile. Because we realize hope was always there. We've never left. So Lord, I thank you for that gift. I thank you for the gift of your son Jesus, for the healing power found in the Holy Spirit. And for love and faith. So, Lord, as we go forth into this night, into this weekend, may we find ourselves surrounded by your glory, by your amazing grace, and may we be strengthened by that truth, by that hope. We thank you, Almighty God, for all of this and so much more. But thank you for your Son, Jesus, who you sent into the world to remind us of your strength, your power in our lives. In his precious and holy name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Well, my dear brothers and sisters, as the breeze blows, we give thanks for the wind. 
Give thanks for the chirping birds, for barking dogs, and for everything in between. Because we, we are his. And he is blessing us each and every day. The Lord, thank you. And I thank you, my friends, for joining with us. And so have a blessed weekend. Spend some time with Christ. Pray, read, sing, if you must. Celebrate Jesus in your life and in your families. And so until next week when we gather again on the front porch, may you be blessed. May you find the face of Christ everywhere you go. And may you know the love of Jesus. Good night from the front porch. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you.